Good morning and welcome to our Father's Day service today. And we want to, as uh, Sammy says, welcome and honor uh, fathers for today and uh, what you have meant to each one of us and what you still mean to us. So it's a pleasure to have all the fathers with us today. And as we get ready, I guess, to go into our service, uh, all the announcements in your bulletin, uh, this Wednesday will be the transitioning day in which the new pastors will be going to their new charge. And then next Sunday uh, will be uh, the uh, first time they'll be in the pulpit at their, at their new charge. So as say, Otis is getting a new one, Harry is retiring, and uh, Vic Trobal is assuming the uh, pastorship there at Otis. So we wish them well. Uh, Registration for resurrection. Who gets this? Does anybody need it? The form, early, early registration form. Has anybody got one yet? Well, either way, I mean, uh, I just got As we get ready to go into our service and go to the Lord in prayer, who do we need to remember uh, today? I see uh, Brenda not with us. She uh, under the weather. Okay, so let's remember uh, Brenda. Also, uh, Harrison had the was it last night. They took him to the VA to the emergency room. Didn't know. Anyway, Kim, I thought she said last night or yesterday, had taken to the, he, his leg, a knee or something, got to bother him. And she, okay, and she took him to the VA, right? The, or to the doctor. Okay, yeah. So anyway, she took her, him and Irene at breakfast this morning. We had a pleasant hill the mother's cook for the Father's Day on Father's Day and so she took him a carry out breakfast and for their breakfast so said he wasn't doing real well so or he was feeling better this morning so we want to remember Harrison and Irene uh, what about Irene Kesterson she putting up hay okay so let's remember Irene and the death of her, uh, did you say J.B.? Okay. Bill Justice, anybody know anything about that on him? He's back in the hospital. In the hospital. Okay. So let's remember him. I went by yesterday to visit with Bonnie, and uh, in case you haven't heard or seen on the Facebook, she didn't get the good report that she was looking for. Uh, she thought she was going to be free from the chemo treatments after surgery. But when she got up there and met with the doctor, she found out she's going to have to go ahead and have those 12 weeks of chemo. Then she has to take radiation after the chemo. They did uh, eight lymph nodes under her arm and five of them were bad, wasn't what they was looking for. So she's taken now facing chemo and radiation. So, But she said she wanted to still remember uh, everybody here at the church and thank you for your prayers and everything you was doing for her. And she's going to eventually, uh, they took one of the, whatever it was they had in her for her surgery, I took it out this past week, and she goes back Friday to take the other one out, and she still can't get out and mingle with crowds. So she says she's looking forward to the time she'll be able to be back with us, so we still need to remember her and her prior, uh, prior for her. Uh, are there others? Uh, Georgia, how's she doing? Uh, okay, remember Georgia and... Uh, 
January. Well, I was going to say January. That'd be a long time. Though. <laughs> but with these, with these doctors, with these doctors, you never know, do you? <laughs> no, seriously, we do remember Georgia and the back trouble that she's having. Uh, Carla, what about Michelle? She, she's doing good. Okay, and your mom? Now, is Michelle still with her? Or she went back home, okay? I got a question. Who was keeping those five dogs while she... <laughs> <laughs> no. I just wondered uh, who, who was... Uh, neighbor? Okay. So. But let's do remember Michelle's uh, recovering from those surgery. Any other others? We got several on vacation. I, uh, I believe uh, Logan's going back with uh, the Disney World. Okay, so he's gonna get to where he's gonna be at Beach Country. I know uh, Hunter; he's coming home today from Myrtle Beach, so he's been gone this past week. So he's had a headache for three days. Okay, so uh, I think it's Logan's down. A lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of vacating going on right now. So let's do remember all those who are. On vacation, as they travel to and from their destination, and uh, remember ones who are not with us due to the work that they have to do. But above all, let's remember the ones who are not here because of the indifference that they have in their heart and uh, have no desire or know what they think need to be in God's house. So let's pray especially for them. Uh, are there others? We're glad to have to see it. Joyce is still back with us today, and. Uh, Welcome her. J.T. Brooks, and, Brooks and, uh, and he can do his therapy. Now, I think I mentioned Wednesday night. Don't they have a website set up where you can uh, keep up with his progress? So if you want to get on that website, then you can keep up with him daily what the progress he's making. So uh, it is good to see that he does have the movement that he's got so far. So. Let's continue. And then also Betty passed away, so they got hit another hit there with the passing of Betty. So uh, let's uh, remember the Brooks family. Others? Remember those that were in the wreck last night and tried to TRW. There's another bad wreck down there. Any fatalities or just in? In front of TRW. I said, are, was there any fatalities or? They talked like there was one. I one, know. okay. Let's remember the. Uh, wreck victims last night. Josh, okay. Tom, you heard anything yet on yours? Uh, die good. Oh, that's, a, that's a joy then to report that. And, uh, others. Let's remember all the fathers that we're honoring today, those who are still with us and those who have gone on and no longer with us, just uh, leaving the memories behind. So are there any others? Any unspoken? Let's go go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, as we gather here on this special Father's Day service that we Give thanks to all of the godly fathers that reared us, brought us up through our childhood and into the adulthood that we are now living and that we are now showing the signs and the effects of their bringing, of their uprearing by having us in church and teaching us your way and uh, letting us live and uh, Obey the way that you have set forth for each one of us to live. And Father, we're just thankful today for all of the uh, godly fathers that we can look at and know that our lives have been shaped and molded by their teachings and by their bringing us up the proper way. So we give thanks today to all the fathers. And if we still have our father living with us, Father, may we share this day with them and just Let them know how much we love them and care for them and what they have done for us. Those whose father has already passed, Father, may we always remember the things that they taught us, uh, 
remember the good times and the memories that we can cherish. And may they always be an impact on our life as they were when they were still living and bringing us up. Father, we lift up the names of our loved ones today who are suffering these sickness and illnesses that plague their life and just makes things difficult for them. You know each name that we have mentioned today. You know the names that's been in our prayer list for several, several weeks. And our concerns are just as great today as they were when we first added them. So we lift them up today, Father, as you know each name. You know the care that is needed for each name that is listed. And we just place them today into your loving care and just ask, Father, that you will continue to be with them throughout this day and the days ahead. Be with their doctors and caretakers. Be with the family members as they care for them and look after them. But above all, Father, may they always come to you and seek your caring touch for the things that makes things difficult for them. We pray for this church, this congregation, that we continue to grow. We ask that you would be with us through the remainder of this service. This Wednesday night as we gather for our Bible study. Then next Sunday as we gather for our Sunday school church worship service. And then our singing that night. Bless the English family as they come to minister to us through their musical talents. Bless the ones who come just to hear and to be blessed by this uh, singing group. Now, Father, go with us as we go through the coming weeks and the activities that we have planned for this church and this congregation. Continue to bless us as you have in the past. These things, Father, we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you want to, at this time, honor the uh, fathers? with us one day and has come back ever since, ain't you been? Stand right there, man. Yeah. All right, the youngest father. Bud, you the youngest father? Jr. is not the youngest father? <laughs> Bud has been with us ever since he's a little tiny fella. He's still in time. Ouch. Okay. One with the most children here. That'd be J.R. Come on, J.R. <laughs> I think it'd be J.R. Got Who? Well, buddy, he's already got a plan. Carl's got two. Carl's got two. Carl's got two. <laughs> JR has also been with us ever since he's a little bitty fella. One time the preacher was preaching and he said, holler and laugh. JR told his mom to make that preacher hush. <laughs> okay, we're thankful for all our fathers today. Let's say all the fathers, everybody stand, all the fathers stand. Give them all a hand.
I'd like this for my dad passed away. I'd like this can to remember my father, Thomas J. Smith. J.B. Woods. light this candle for my daddy, Luther Winston, and also for my father-in-law, Bart Greer. I like this one in memory of Charlie Cobb. I like this in memory of Lynn Short. I like this candle in the memory of my father and my father-in-law. I like this candle in memory of my father, Mac Alvis, and this one in memory of Tom's dad, Kenneth Hoard. This candle for John Pearson, my dad. And remember Charlie Wolf. Memory of Arlen Williams. Kathleen is like this candle for Pat. I like this candle to honor my father, Hobart. And in honor of Gail's father, Billy.
If not, if our ushers will come forward, we'll receive our morning tithes and offering at this time. Our Father, as we 
again and receive this offering in your son's name. We're thankful that we're able to, in this small way, help someone in need today. Father, you have done so much for us and helped us in so many ways. Now may we return the favors to someone. Through the name of your son, Jesus Christ, through this offering we receive today. May he or she receive the blessing and know the love that your son has for them. Also, this congregation shares that same concern. So, Father, and thanks to you, we receive this offering in your son's precious holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs> Today being Father's Day, I have just three verses I want to read to you from the fifth chapter of Ephesians and one from the chapter six of Ephesians. Uh, chapter five, verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. 25 also goes on to say, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Then we drop down to the 6th chapter, verse 4, getting into the children. It says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord the Word of God for the people of God, and may God add His blessing to the reading of His Word. Well, the very first verse I read, I guess you could say, maybe the most misinterpreted or most, most misunderstood verse in the Bible. It says that the husband is to be the head of the wife. Before we get all you women stirred up. <laughs> already have. <laughs> uh, as I said, it's probably the most misunderstood. Because Why? Because so many men want to take that one verse and use it to abuse, to mistreat, make their wives do what they want them to do and not what the wives want to do because it should be a joint effort, 50-50 between the husband and the wife. One shouldn't dominate the other. It's not intended that way. Remember, the Bible says when you leave your parents to marry that two becomes one that the children also have to be considered and taken into consideration. So to come right out and say, husbands, you, you're the king, you rule everything, that is a misconception. That is giving the men the authority that they don't have, that they try to use. So 
let me clarify that right now. That that is a misstatement as far as how the family should be structured or how the family should be run. Uh, but it does say that the husband should be as dedicated to the wife and the family as Christ is to the church. Now, if we could get the husbands to be that dedicated and uh, is interested and involved, then I think we'd see a lot more marriages that was working a lot better than what they are now. So, what does or how does God intend for the family to be structured? And on this Father's Day, just as we talked on Mother's Day, they basically, the same concepts go together. Uh, only one admonition is to the mother, and then today is to the father. Uh, but basically, it's the same idea, the same rules that should get a govern and should dictate uh, the things, the decisions, the uh, ways that the family goes. Uh, so to say that the husband is the head of the wife, forget that. The husband doesn't have what we would call dictatorial power over the wife or the children. The husband has a say-so, has some input to put into it, but his say-so and his input should go together with what the wife, what the children, what they want, how they see things, and then by combining all of the elements that's been considered, then you come to the decision as to which way you go. And it's not that one person should always be the dominant factor. Certainly not the husband or the father. So uh, it is, as I said before, a 50-50 share together. Uh, husband and wife, you are one. You're not two separate entities. You're, uh, you're one. So uh, work together. Share your thoughts together. Uh, it certainly doesn't give you the right to abuse your wife or your mate and certainly your children. God never intended for the husband to be uh, abusive or to be uh, arrogant in their actions or in the things that they work for. God's intentions were uh, to work together again do, do things together. Make your plans together. Consider all angles and see what is best for you and what would work out best for you. So certainly uh, that's, that's the idea that God has for us uh, and that's the reason that he wants us to follow his will and to come to him and to in prayer and much thoughts let him sort of guide and lead us how we arrive at the decisions and come to the conclusions that we do. So how does or how should the Father act? And I could go back and say this is true to the mothers on Mother's Day. So today we're looking at the fathers. So uh, first of all, fathers, we need to act responsibly. Now, what does that mean to act responsibly? It means that we accept our role, and we have a distinct role in the family structure. Now, some would say the wife, their role might be to maintain the house, do the cooking. The husband is to work, provide the uh, necessities, the monies, the uh, materials that are needed to keep the house going. So you see, each one has a certain obligation or responsibility that they should be responsible for. And if they carry out their part of the deal, then 
things are going to work out good. It's when one falters and doesn't come through and do their part, that's when trouble brews and starts causing trouble within the household. So we have to act responsibly. Uh, also, that means that we have to walk with integrity. We have to be proud of, and I don't mean proud when I say, I don't mean boastful or, you know, uh, trying to show someone up. Be, be glad that we have a responsibility to our family and be glad that we are fulfilling our part of the bargain, that we're doing what we're supposed to do, that we're upholding our end of the bargain. So uh, walk with some dignity and be proud of what we're doing uh, because the Bible says if we do that, our children, your children, will be blessed by your actions and by your behavior. Uh, they'll be proud. They'll be proud to be called a part of your family because you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're living up to your end of the bargain. Also, husbands, we are to be faithful. Being faithful simply means that we do what we said we would do. When we join with our spouse, we made a vow, we made a commitment that we would be with that partner for life, not just a test drive or a short period of time to see how things might work out. We made a commitment that we would be together till death do us part. And that meant we would be whatever come up, sickness, for richer or poor, for better or worse. We would not desert, we would not turn our back, we would not turn against our partner, no matter what the situation may be. Be faithful. Do what you said you would do. When you said you would do it. How you say you will do it. Let your word be your honor, your golden. Let people know they can trust you and what you say is golden in their ways of knowing you will honor your commitments. And above all, we as a husband and father, we are to be the protector, the provider of our family. That is our role. Of course, now today we see all too often most households have to have the husband and wife both working. It didn't used to be that way. But times have changed. Things are different from what they used to be. So now today we see that the father who is supposed to be the sole provider now has to have some help from the wife to maintain their standard of living. It's just sad that times have gotten to be that bad, but they have. So we, as the father, are to be the main provider, protector. What does that mean? It means simply what it says. We provide whatever the family needs. Groceries a roof over their heads, clothing to wear, transportation to go uh, to and fro, whatever the needs are, that is what the provisions to the family are to be included. So one of the Proverbs tells us that it says the lazy man will not plow because of winter. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. Too many people today are more willing to sit back and let the government keep them up than they are to go out and get a decent job where they can provide for their families. And that's a shame on we fathers that we would get to that point to where we would much rather sit back and let the government keep us up 
than to go out and get a job and earn our way and to provide for our families the way we're supposed to. You know, also the Bible says if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. Those two go pretty much together. If we're not willing to earn our way, then why should someone else have to go out here and work extra, work harder, just to keep us up because we're too lazy. We're not willing to live up to our part of the bargain. We're not willing to go out and earn our way. We're dependent upon someone else. Why should they have to bear the burden of keeping up someone that won't do for themselves? So fathers, we have that responsibility to get up, get out, and provide for our families. That's a God-given expectation. It's never changed and it never will. So let's live up to that standard. Let's live up to that expectation. Because today we see too many people, too many fathers who are shirking their responsibility. All they, they couldn't wait to get married. They couldn't wait to get away from home and go out on their own. But maybe they found that things weren't just as easy as they thought they would be. And they weren't prepared for some of the difficulties that life brought to them. And what did they do? They give up. They give up. They throw the towel in. They're not willing to try to do what needs to be done to maintain their family, to maintain the standard that they made a promise to their mate and to their children that they would maintain for them. So why do we have so many broken homes today, divorces, abuses in courts? Because too many fathers are trying to take the easy way out. And people, there, there are no easy ways out. Anything that we do that's worthwhile, it requires some work, it requires some time, it requires some dedication on our part. No one else should have to do it for us. If we don't have the guts to get out and do it for ourselves, then we don't have any right to expect someone to come to our rescue just because we're unwilling to do for ourselves. So, to sum it up, what, what does God expect of the Father? What are the expectations that your family places on you? What are some of the expectations that you have to live up to? As I said, you have to be faithful. You have to be true to your word. You have to be dedicated to what you're doing, knowing it's the right thing to do, knowing that you are doing and benefiting the welfare of your family, your children, and you can be proud. You should be proud that you are living up and doing what needs to be done. And that, and that requires you to be dependable. You have to, you have to accept what your responsibilities are. You have to accept what you have to do. And your family has to be knowing that they can depend on you to do exactly what you said you would do, how you said you would do it, when you said you would do it, and why you do it. Why? It's for their benefit. To provide for your family. If you don't provide for your family, then you're not much of a father. You're not much of a father. If you don't, if you can't provide for your family, then uh, 
I don't have much to say on your behalf. I'm sorry. Remember, what you're doing by your actions, you are upholding, you might say, the family name. The name that your father, your grandfathers, have built the reputation, the dependability, and the fact that your word is golden. Whatever you say, people know you're as good as your word. You, they can depend upon your word. That's what you are defending, not, not defending, but that's what you're upholding is your family name. You don't want to do anything that's going to be detrimental to all of the good works, all of the good names that your family, especially your father, has worked hard to build up. And you're going to come along and tear it down just by a few foolish, needless actions? No. You've got, you got a family tradition to uphold. You've got a family tradition to be proud of. Something that people will remember. The people will recognize the name and say, oh yeah. You can depend on that person. You can trust that person. So that's that's what we're looking at today on this Father's Day. The role that we as a father have. The responsibilities that we as a father have. And so today, as we go further into this day, I would commend you, if your father is still living, to spend time <coughs> spend time with them. Let them know how much you love them and care. What they have meant for you. For those whose father already passed on, we still have memories that we can go back to and be thankful for. Knowing that they have taught us from a very small child on up through childhood up into adulthood the way to live our lives, the way they live theirs, upholding the family name. That is what we're looking at today. If we sing our invitation hymn today, if you if you have a need to come to the altar, if you have anything you would like to say on behalf of your father, whatever, this is your time. Number 57.
We thank you, Father, for the earthly fathers who led and guide us through our maturing years to teach and to lead us into the life that we now enjoy, serving you and being a witness for you every day of our life. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and everything he means to us and has done for us, each one of us. Now, as we lift our friends' names up into your care today, Father, you've heard the name, you know the need that is hops of each name. We know that you hear our prayer and you answer it according to your will. So, Father, we just place each one of these individuals into your care today. <coughs> just ask through our prayers that it's your will. You would touch each individual and give to them the cure that they are seeking today. Continue to bless this church, this congregation. Again, bless our godly fathers that brought us up through the years and have taught us how to live our life in a godly manner. We owe them so much. And we love them and praise them so much just as we love and praise you, our heavenly Father. Father, these things we ask today in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You might want it sometime during the week. 